Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, senior pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family, those who are here in the sanctuary and those who are uh, scattered across the United States and the world. We welcome you uh, to this live stream worship service coming to you from the historic sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. We're delighted that you have joined us and pray that God will meet you at the point of your need and grant you the blessings that you have asked for this day. The title of the message is Obedience is a Key to God's Blessings. Let me begin with a question. What if God showed up this morning and he said, I'll make you a deal. If you obey me and follow my rules, I'll bless every area of your life. Your family, your finances, your future. You'll never have to worry about these things anymore. I'll watch over you and provide for you both now and forever. How many of you would see this as a good deal? How many of you would say, Lord, sign me up? I don't want to miss any of the blessings that you have for your people. I'm glad you feel that way because this offer is for real. And it is available to every one of us, to every person in the world. The blessings of God are not automatically poured out upon people. God is not a robot, not a person who acts impulsively on the spur of the moment without thought or purpose. The blessings of God are not poured out indiscriminately at random or in a chaotic manner. God demands something of a person before he blesses that person. God's blessings are conditional. A person has to do something in order to receive God's blessings. Obedience is the one condition that we as the children of God have to meet in order to receive the blessings of God. 
Obedience is a key that opens the door to God's blessings. God has linked faith and obedience together so that all of his promises are conditional on you and me following the directions he gives us in his word, the scriptures. In Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 33, Moses told the people of Israel, Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. Then you will live long and prosperous lives in the land you're about to occupy. And then later on in chapter 28, the first six verses, Moses expands on what he had told them in chapter 5. Moses says, Today I'm giving you the laws and teachings of the Lord your God. Always obey them, and the Lord will make Israel the most famous and important nation on earth. And he will bless you in many ways. The Lord will make your businesses and your farms successful. You will have many children. You will harvest large crops, and your herds of cattle and flocks of sheep and goats will produce many young. You will have plenty of bread to eat. The Lord will make you successful in your daily work. See, God has made some incredible promises in his word about obedience. He says that if you obey his instructions, you will be happy, you will live longer, you will lack nothing good, and you will have all that you need. Some time ago, I read that up to 90% of all patients do not follow their doctor's prescriptions. They leave half-empty medicine bottles. They cheat on their diets. They persist in bad health habits. And they fail to return for checkups. At the same time, there are patients who think it is necessary to improve on their doctor's prescriptions. When one tablet is prescribed, they take two. The reasoning is, if one tablet is good, then two must be twice as good. Sometimes we forget that doctors go to school for eight to ten years so that they can properly uh, treat us when we are ill. We, the untrained patients, often think we know more than our doctors do about medicating ourselves. The point is this. When God gives us principles to live by, or an assignment for us to accomplish, or a word to guide us, he expects us to obey him. And the reason God wants us to obey him is because he, the creator, knows infinitely more than us, the creatures. And one of the uh, significant truths that have never left me, uh, that my professor at Westminster Seminary in, um, in Philadelphia uh, would um, say to us almost at every class, remember the creator-creature distinction. There is a difference between the creator and the creature. We are not the same. He is infinite and we are finite. When God 
tells us to do something. He knows exactly why he wants us to follow his instructions. As the infinite, all-knowing, and all-wise architect of the universe, God knows what is best for us. God's rules and commands are not suggestions. He does not have to explain why. He wants us to do them in faith. Sometimes they sound unfair. Sometimes they sound like they are meant to cramp our style, that God is some kind of killjoy, and that he is limiting us in terms of our freedom. For example, the Bible says when someone hurts you, you are to forgive them. And the Bible says you are to give the first 10% of what he gives you to support the ministry of his church. A lot of these commands may not make sense from a human standpoint, but God says do it. It is a matter of trust. So the big question is, will I be blessed by obeying what God said to do when I don't understand it? There's no question about that. God promises to reward us if we just follow his directions. And today I want us to look at how to receive the promised blessings of God. You see, when you know what God wants you to do, when you know what the will of the Lord is, you do four things. Number one, Obey God immediately. You don't delay. You don't procrastinate. You don't make excuses. You don't drag your feet. You just do it. You don't do it later. You do it now. David in Psalm 119 and verse 32 says, I will quickly obey your commands because you have made me happy. If there is any time in our life we really ought to hurry is when God tells us to do something. We obey God immediately whether we feel like it or not. I've heard Christians say, I don't feel like forgiving such and such a person who has hurt me. You obey God in spite of how you feel. After you have obeyed, then you can work on your feelings. Our feelings will catch up. So here's the principle. In the Bible, any time God gives a command without a specific date, like, or on the first day of the week, do this, he means now. Now, children are born knowing how to play the game of delayed obedience. And all you have to do is to observe your children. Here they are playing some video games. And you say, come, it's supper time. And um, they play deaf. I, I didn't hear you. I, I didn't hear what you say. And we do that all the time with God. I can't hear you, God. God is talking loud and clear, but I'm not listening. I pretend I'm deaf when I know God is talking to me because I want to do something else apart from what God is saying to me. So when we delay obedience... It means we are questioning God. Do you really know what is best, God? 
I know you said this in the Bible, but surely you didn't mean me when you said that. So the question is, what if God responded to our needs at the same speed in which we obey him? When we get in trouble or have an urgent need for his help, we want God's help immediately. God, I need your help now. I need it fast. Suppose God should say, well, I'll think about it. I'll get around to it one of these days. But right now, I'm busy. I intend to help you, but it will be a while. You know, you wouldn't like that, would you? You see, if we want the blessings of God, when he tells us to do something, we follow his instructions. Delayed obedience is disobedience. This is why the psalmist says in Psalm 119 and verse 60, I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. But the second point is obey God completely. Obey God completely. You don't say, I like this command, but I don't like that one. I'm going to follow this, but I'm not going to follow that one. You see, we need to, we need to be completely obedient. Psalm 119, 4 and 5 says, Lord, you gave your orders to be obeyed completely. I wish I were more loyal in obeying your demands. In order to do this, we need to understand two very important truths. Number one, God's standard of right and wrong has never changed, and it never will. If something was wrong 6,000 years ago, it is still wrong today. Lying was wrong in the Ten Commandments, it is still wrong today. Culture changes, popular opinion changes. Lots of things change, but truth does not change in spite of what we've been hearing over the past five or six years. What's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong, regardless of what popular opinion polls say. The second thing is that God has a bigger perspective than us. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows exactly what's coming down the pike. Trying to see from God's perspective would be like an ant trying to see from my perspective. It isn't going to happen. We are not capable of seeing it all like God sees it all. James 4, 11 and 12 says, But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone who gave the law is the judge. And I like the living um, Bible's paraphrase of this verse. It says, your job is not to decide whether God's law is right or wrong, but to obey it. Now, the oldest temptation is not lust, is not lying, is not gluttony. The oldest temptation is the temptation to doubt God's word. When Satan came to Eve in the garden, his first temptation was, did God really say to you, you shouldn't eat of this tree? 
You see, God had told Adam and Eve that you can eat of everything else in the Garden of Eden, but you are not to eat of this, of this tree. And the devil comes to Eve and says, did God really say that? You see, every time we are tempted, Satan is still using that same line on us in our conscience. I know the Bible says, don't do this. But really, does that apply in the 21st century? When the devil comes to us saying, did God really say? That is to doubt God's word. And don't let Satan mess you up like that. Faith is trusting God in the details of life. Proverbs chapter 3, 5 and 6 in the message translation. I, I, I like it. We, we have other translations, but I like the paraphrase of the message. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. One day a man came to the prophet Elijah, whose name was Naaman, a Syrian. And he said, I'm a very famous man in my country, but I have leprosy. What do I do? Elijah said, I'll tell you what to do. Just to show your faith, God wants you to go down to the Jordan River and dunk yourself in it seven times. And Naaman said, you've got to be kidding. It's very humiliating for me. Elijah said, yes, it's humbling. It's humbling yourself before God. So Naaman obeyed and went um, down to the Jordan River, dunked himself in, and the last time as he came up, he was cured of his leprosy. Was there special power in the water? Absolutely not. It was because he was obedient to God. He had faith, and he obeyed God completely. Jesus says, if you trust him in the details of your life, if you are faithful in the little things, he said he will reward you with bigger things in heaven. Obey God immediately and completely. But thirdly, obey God joyfully. Psalm 119, verse 16, I enjoy obeying your demands, and I will not forget your word. And Psalm 119, 47 and 48 says, I enjoy obeying your commands, which I love. I praise your commands, which I love, and I think about your demands. The Good News Bible puts it like this, I find pleasure in obeying your commands. Now, how is it enjoyable to obey God's commands? Three reasons. One, because you have fewer problems. 
If I follow the instruction manual for life that is the scriptures that God has laid out his laws and his truths, then I'm going to have a whole lot more benefits and fewer problems in my life. And Christians down through the centuries can attest to that, that um, trusting God, taking his word seriously, and living by them has brought so many more benefits than problems to their life. And two, I know that I'm going to be rewarded in heaven. And three, it's enjoyable because I love God and appreciate all he has done for me. And therefore, I want to obey him. First John chapter 5 and verse 3 says, Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. So when you walk with the Lord for many years, the more you realize what God has done for you and how good he has been to you, the less you want to displease him. He has blessed you with family, both physical and spiritual. He has blessed you with food and finances and friends and life. He has blessed you with the opportunity to have a relationship with him every single day. We have nothing to complain about. And all God is asking is that we keep his commandments and put him first in our lives. As Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things will be added unto you. If we really want the blessings of God in our life, then we must obey him immediately, completely, joyfully, and then number four, obey God continually. The Christian life is not a 50-yard dash. It is a marathon. You obey God continually. Not just for a few days or a few years, but you do it continually. David in Psalm 119 and verse 112 says, I have decided to obey your laws until the day I die. Have you made that decision? Maybe you are saying or thinking, I really want to obey the Lord, but sometimes I fail. I sin and fall short of God's expectations every day. No matter how hard I try, I still mess up. How can God bless someone like me? Number one, God knows the difference between a genuine believer who stumbles and falls once in a while and an unbeliever who does not care about him at all. And number two, David says in Psalm 119 and verse 33, just tell me what to do and I will do it, Lord. As long as I live, I'll wholeheartedly obey. And John in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jesus died on the cross. So that when we do mess up, and we will mess up, we can come to the cross for cleansing and forgiveness. 
Let me be the first to say that I'm no expert on obedience. I have been disobedient to God more times than I can count in the 65 years of my relationship with him. I need the cross just as much as you need the cross. I need God's grace and mercy and forgiveness just as you do. If we obey God immediately, completely, joyfully, and continually, we can expect God to show up to fulfill his promises. God will show up when you have no food in the house. God will show up when you have no money to pay your bills. God will show up when you don't know what to do about your situation. God will show up when you feel like nobody cares or understands. God will show up when you can't see any way out of your dilemma. When you feel like you simply can't go one step further, God will show up. If you're obedient to God and are trusting him, you can depend on him to show up when the doctor doesn't know what else to do. When the burden becomes too heavy to bear, he'll be there. When you are threatened by an avalanche of problems, he'll be there. And when you're going through the valley of the shadow of death, God will be there so that you'll not fear any evil because you know that he's with you. The hymn writer expressed it well in the hymn, God never fails. God never fails. He abides with me. He gives me victory. No, God never fails. Just keep the faith and never cease to pray. Just walk upright, call on him, noon, day, or night. He'll be there. He'll be there. There's no need to worry, for God never fails. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.